everyone. Welcome. Uh, we are moving forward. We've got an interview here. I am here with Pastor Ryan Dunlap. He's the Director of Security here at Victory World Church. And thanks for talking with me, Ryan. Thanks for having me. Glad to be here. I wanted to just talk with you. This is going out to all of our volunteers, uh, all of our department head uh, over the volunteers here at Hamilton Mill. And I wanted to talk with you about leadership through adversity. Mm -hmm. Um, And everyone, this is unscripted. Whatever is said is what's said. We're just going to let Jesus talk and just kind of see what happens. But I wanted to talk with you about leadership through adversity. You've got a background in law enforcement, your director of security for us at the church, and, uh, and you've been in environments where things haven't gone right, where things have gone really wrong, but you still had to maintain uh, poise as a leader. You still had to be a leader. You still had to lead those around you. Right. Uh, you still had to be the guy in the moment, even though things aren't going the way you thought they would go. So I wanted to talk with you about it. And just see what that's like. Well, what is it like to lead through adversity? Yeah, so, I mean, it's it's really interesting. I mean, it's an open bag when you talk about law enforcement experience because there's, there's different types of adversity, right? There's your adversity, and then there's the adversity of the people that you are interacting with. And as a leader, it's the same thing. Is it is it your season of adversity that you're, you're, you're dealing with, or perhaps is it a volunteer, somebody that you're uh, responsible for? So I think there are a couple of things that um, I borrowed from law enforcement that I apply every day uh, in different adversarial situations. And um, I'll just share that, and, and hopefully that, that speaks to somebody. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so the first thing that um, comes to mind when it comes to leading through adversity is is control, right? Focus on what you can control. Um, I think this is really important because when you're talking about uh, any sort of uh, crisis situation or, or adversity, and, and listen, this doesn't have to be life or death, right? This can be a financial issue. It can be a marital issue. It can be a relational issue. Um, but whatever it is, first and foremost is you have to focus on what you can control. Far oftentimes what happens is we focus on hypotheticals, or, or problems and ideas that don't even come to fruition right. or things that we can't ourselves put our hands on and it consumes us. It consumes us and it gives us the big F word, which is fear. Mm-hmm. Um, and we can't operate to the best of our ability, focusing on the things that we can't control. So I, I put it to you like this. Focus. Don't focus on the problem. Focus on the solution to the problem. And as a leader, if if you have subordinates and and you know you have a group of people, volunteers, people who are looking up to you, you have to be able to take their eyes off the problem and put that on the solution to the problem. That can be Jesus, and it can be the task at hand to solve that problem. And so you you focus on the light at the end of the tunnel. I think that's the biggest thing is you focus on the things you can control, um, and that'll get you. Uh, uh, um, quite far because that control aspect is all a part of mindset. Dealing with adversity is all in the mind. It's how you think of it, right? And and this has biblical uh, implications to it, you know, as you think, mm-hmm. you know. So what I like to try to do is ask myself, you know, what is my mindset here? Mm-hmm. Um, far oftentimes, though, when we're dealing with adversity, we first go to skill set. Am I equipped 
to deal with this problem? Right. Do I have what it takes to get through it? And it becomes a very negative thing because I don't know if I can get through this. I don't know if I can right. fix this problem. I don't know if I can solve it. I don't know if I have what it takes to lead people through this problem. So the first thing you've got to do after you've you've decided, hey, I'm going to focus on what I can take control over, then you go to yourself with a with a winning attitude. In law enforcement, it's the survival mentality. And we say, okay, I've got everything it needs to take, everything that I need to get through this problem. I, I, I've, I've been equipped. I've been called. I'm purposed. I'm positioned for mm-hmm. this thing, yeah. for a time such as this. And, and that's how we move forward. Positive mindset, focusing on the things that we can control. That's good. So if I'm in the middle of a situation, like you said, whether it's financial, whether it's my, my team's just not doing well, the team's imploding, uh, people aren't signing up, people aren't serving, or maybe I'm having my own crisis mm. in my own life. Focus on what I can control and know that I am able to, to get through. So what are some things that we can't control? What are those things that distract us in times of adversity so we can call them out? Okay, what can I control? What can I not control? Yeah, well, you know, we, we can't control God's plan, mm. right? Uh, we can't control the Jeremiah 29. Um, and, and when it comes down to it, I don't think we're supposed to. You know, I say a lot of times when, when I was uh, mentoring, I would say, you know, the, the test of your character or, 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 you know, your character's definition, it's not wrapped up in, in the adversity or the things that happen to you. It's wrapped up in how you manage the things that happen to you, right? right. Yeah. So rather than trying to focus on the circumstances of how bad something is or the things that you, you can't control, um, you know, people are paying attention to how you manage it. It's your composure. Mm-hmm. And as a leader, you've got to maintain composure because, listen, if you are fired from a job, Okay, I can't control whether or not you get your job back or I, you know, or if you find another job. Right. If you are in the midst of a provision crisis, I can't I might not be in a position where I can give you all of the provision that you need. I might not be able to give you the money that you're looking for. If you're if it's a divorce thing, I can't give you your, your marriage back. Right. So I don't focus on those those things. But what I do focus is, is on is. Where's Jesus in the moment mm. and what does he want me to do about it? That's, that's, that's everything. So, right. you know, when uh, I, I had a gentleman who came through the other day, we, we did some marital counseling and his focus was wholly on his spouse. That, that was his problem. That was his mountain that needed to move. I got to get her back. And as we spoke a little bit more and we started identifying the problem, we quickly realized that his mountain had nothing to do with his spouse. It had everything to do with the fact that his attention was on the wrong thing. So I can't control the fact that his wife left, but I can control um, my faith, my prayer life. I can I can control um, you know some of those intrinsic thoughts and in, in my own mindset and say, okay, well I can't get her. Mm-hmm. Well, what was it about me in that situation that I can improve? What right. can I work on? Right. And so all we did was kind of bring it back to center and say, okay. Let's work on you. Can't you can't control them, but you can control you. And I yeah. think that's the overall lesson here is a lot of times adversity involves other people. Mm-hmm. We can't control other people. Right. We can't control what other people uh, perceive, how they how they think, but we can control us, our own thought processes. And um, as leaders, it's really important to make sure that we maintain our composure and that we have a godly mindset moving forward. 
Um, and, and that can be difficult a lot of times because we face tests sometimes that, you know, on paper, <laughs> it, it would look like, you know, there's no way we can get through this thing, right. you know. Um, but it's it's nice to know that we've got a God that steps in in the midst of crisis and says, I just need you to go. I, I need you to go. I need you to give me all of you. I'll fill in the gaps. Mm-hmm. I'll take care of the things that, that you can't really see. Um, and let's do this thing together. It's that, you know, you're not out there doing it by yourself. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Well, everybody loves a good cop story. Hello. As we joked about earlier. Yeah. Um, give me a, just a real life example. Again, this is, this is unscripted. He doesn't know what I'm going to ask. But give, give me a, a, a real life example, a fantastic cop story of you having to lead through a moment of adversity how you got through it, wow. and maybe even how you applied some of those principles. Oh, boy. So many stories. Um, <clears throat> so, you know, one of the things about law enforcement is it has a non-traditional leadership structure at the ground level. Um, that is to say, you know, the organization obviously has a chief and it's got captains and majors and things, but you'll find most oftentimes you've got to lead uh, people at the ground level as well. And the, one of the hardest things for me as a rookie officer was, um, was figuring out my own authority uh, when it came to these things and, and understanding what my role was during a, a crisis situation. But there was one circumstance that really kind of comes to mind, and it was really a test of, of my own uh, will to live and survive. And I'll just kind of... Uh, it's a long story, so I'll preface it. Uh, long story short, um, I was checking in on um, a former uh, inmate. Okay, this is somebody I had I had arrested previously. He had gotten out of jail, and I had gone to his home to check on him to see how he was doing. During our conversation, and he lived in a in a terrible part of town. So during our conversation, gunshots ring out, and it was unrelated to him, but it was really nearby. So I jumped in my patrol car and I went one block uh, east and I happened to stumble upon a gentleman standing in the middle of the road with a firearm in his hand shooting at a car that's driving in the opposite direction. He is full on. This was a gunfight and I rolled right into the middle of it. Um, he very quickly realized that I was there and wasn't exactly thrilled about my presence. Right. So he redirected his uh, his muzzle, so to speak, of his pistol at me. Right. Um, so what ended up happening was he jumped into a nearby vehicle and we got into a really long drawn out uh, vehicle pursuit and I'm screaming on the radio, you know, shots fired radio shots fired. But here's the thing. Um, obviously this is a life or death situation, but compounding it for me was the dispatcher that night was my wife. Mm. So listening to all of this stuff happen and me screaming like a banshee on the radio was my wife. You know, and so I'm like, you know, we're eastbound on this road. She's like, communications clear. We're eastbound over here. You know, westbound on this road. Uh, communications is clear over here. Shots fired. You know? And she was just this calm voice. And I won't say what I did, but I'll say what she did. One, she controlled what she could control. Mm-hmm. She wasn't in the car. She couldn't do anything about the shots being fired, but she was responsible for getting other officers to my location. She was responsible for interpreting what I was screaming so that other officers were clear to where I was. And she was responsible for setting the tone because if she started panicking, I'd really be panicking. That's so good. She maintained her composure. So yeah. she was so good at it. 
and and it and it ended up working out so well because we got to another street. He uh, and and the gunman jumps out of a car and he tries to get into a house. Um, I ended up squaring up behind the engine block of a car that was about you know two houses down, and I'm giving him commands. You know, let me see your hands. Let me see your hands. Do it now. I, you know, in, in situations like that, we have what's called auditory exclusion and uh, we loss of fine motor skills and tunnel vision, right? I'm, I'm in the moment. I'm focused on him. Had no idea that there were multiple officers around me that had joined in on the pursuit, who had set up a perimeter and uh, actually were able to get to this gentleman before I was able to end his life because that's ultimately what it came down to. I was seconds from taking this man's life. And what ended up happening was these other officers from a tactical position were able to take him down. I remember saying at the end of it, I didn't even know you guys were here. Well, you know, I, I didn't even know you guys knew where I was. I, did I give location on a radio? And they said, dude, you you did a great job. We knew exactly where you were. Dispatch, you know, they were they were clear with directions and where to go. And what the dispatcher did, my wife, was she gave them advance routes to take. Don't go where I am. Go the direction I'm heading, right? Focus on the end of the pursuit, not what's happening right now. And so we actually ended up driving towards a convoy of officers and right into a net. And these guys were able to to um, take some action and take a lot of pressure off of me because, you know, I prayed about it in that moment, but I didn't want to have to end that man's life. I'm glad I didn't have to. And um, um, it, I think for me, I mean, that story to me illustrates more of my wife's ability to to act uh, and, and pressure. I mean, obviously, I did what I had to do. But um, what really encourages me is, you know, all those things we talked about, the control and composure and character all came out with her sitting behind a radio and a computer. You know, yeah. who seemingly it's like, oh, my gosh, everything out there is out of control. She could have either become a victim of circumstance or a champion and she became a champion. And I think as leaders, we all have to be that calm voice behind the console. We have to be able to manage and direct our assets, put them in places that allows us to succeed the best uh, regardless of what the situation is. We don't know what the call on the radio is going to be. We don't know what the adversity is going to be. But we can still, in a calm, controlling fashion, deal with whatever God puts in front of us and know that we've been equipped to handle that assignment. Man, that's a good story. All right. Everybody loves a good cop story. <laughs> good. That's a good one. Good. We'll just end it with that. Perfect. Ryan, thank you for talking to our leaders today. Uh, this has been really fun. Great. This has been a great time. So I hope you guys are enjoying these. I hope you're getting something out of these. And I hope in some way these help you to lead like Jesus. Thanks everyone and we'll see you next time. Take care.